Greetings, friends. The moon is dark as I begin this recording on the 19th of May, 2023. This is Eve Star, and this is the Song of the Spheres podcast, and I feel something that wants to come through that my brain and my ego want to wrestle and I am making effort to relax my brain, pacify my ego, and let it flow. I do my best whenever the circumstances will allow to be outside during dark moons and full moons. As close to nature as possible, but even if I'm not in a field or a wood, or by a body of water. If I am out of doors, the sky is always overhead. Birds are always flying by. When I got here, a cyclist rode past me and bid me good morning, and I thought, she doesn't know it's a dark moon. She's just riding her bike, maybe noticing the strangeness in the air, the lucidity of the leaves blowing in the breeze as if they're alive, moving, communicating with every living thing around them, including me, including her, including the crow that flew by, and I thought that crow doesn't know that it's a dark moon. And also he does. I once again find myself in a place where it is both quiet and loud, strung up between Mother Nature and the concrete jungle. And I'm grateful that we still have natural spaces in our cities. Every tree, every patch of grass, every flower, every lawnmower. (laughs) Did you hear that come on just then? I have a crow feather beside me that was given to me moments before I pushed record. So this is part of my inspiration, part of my direction. I actually had a premonition that the lawnmowers would start up. So they are part of the singing, part of God's challenge to me to focus to embrace everything that is occurring, 
to allow it to relax my fighting, relax my resistance, relax my tension, relax my body into this place. I have lived a life of learning how to be in my body, in this place. Some souls find being in a body most uncomfortable. Some find it excruciating. I know those souls. And I extend grace to them. I rarely found it excruciating to be in a body, but for most of my life I have found it uncomfortable to be in a body. And in recent years have embarked upon a quest of comforting and soothing that discomfort and experiencing bliss and enjoyment of my body on a level that I don't know if it would be possible if I was just basically relaxed in this body. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I've had a meditation, imagination meditation, rolling around inside of me to share for a while now. Let's see if that's what wants to come through. This is a meditation that I practice regularly, often, daily, multiple times a day. Sometimes I forget for days, but I like to keep this one close at hand because I like what it offers me in this experience of a life. I learned it from a a text on Tibetan sleep yoga, dream yoga, which I highly suggest if you are remotely attempting to explore or experiment with lucid dreaming or dreaming techniques in general general because that terrain gets really strange really fast and the beautiful important thing about the Tibetan structure for those practices is that it gives you a structure which you need when you begin to loosen your mind into this dream this waking dream that we're experiencing when the division between the waking life and the sleeping life gets fuzzier, softer more uncertain It's really good to have a worldview, to 
have a structure, to have something laid down by predecessors. To have that connection, to have that hand to hold your mind. So this is a practice that I got from that source that I have played with. Changed a little bit. That was where it started. And like I said, I do it all the time, but I've noticed that the times when it's easiest to do and most potent are at the dark and the full moons, which is why I try to be outside. So you can do this while doing anything else at the same time. call your attention to the present moment, whatever it is, wherever you are. You can be in a mall and do this. I can't guarantee the results. Um, Might not actually be good for your brain. There are reasons why we shut things out. But to relax and soften and let them in, even in a place where it might hurt can be the medicine that we need. So you're calling your attention to the present moment, calling your attention to your eyes and to what you are seeing, opening your eyes a little bit wider, like a substance would do if you had ingested it, but you haven't. This is a meditation for sober tripping, which is what I'm really into these days. And in recent years, if you have spent time in those places assisted by the power plants, then you can tune your mind to, to remembering how it opened and perceived. If you haven't, that's also okay. You don't need to have. But it's going to be, it's, it's going to be similar. But this is a way to consciously bring yourself into an altered state without a substance. Open your eyes a little bit wider. Really look at what you are seeing and consider it. And I, I honestly, I could stop there and say, just do that. I wonder if you can hear the music. It's so loud. Oftentimes, everything gets really loud during a new and a full moon. Oftentimes things get really quiet during eclipses. It's interesting. There's a bar over the hill that sometimes when the wind is blowing in the right direction, the music just pew. It's, it's strange. 
So I'm opening my ears to hearing this bar music that I would rather not be hearing and accepting it as a part of this moment, a part of this experience. And reveling in its strangeness. Now I'm calling my consciousness to my skin and the way the air feels on my skin, the way the wind feels on my naked skin compared to the parts of me that are clothed and then there how my clothes feel against my skin. I'm calling my attention to the bottom of my feet. This is good to do in the beginning and all throughout the practice. Calling my attention to the bottom of my feet, feeling the bottom of my feet, feeling my socks, touching my feet, feeling my shoes underneath my socks, feeling the grass underneath my shoes. Feeling the dirt underneath the grass. Hearing the sirens in the middle of my meditation. Opening my ears wider to them. Opening my nervous system wider to this sound, saying yes, 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 remembering that this is the sound of humans helping other humans who are afraid, who are hurt, who may be dying, who may be in danger still. This is the sound of loving compassion. I feel the rocks underneath the dirt, the bedrock deep under the dirt, the water flowing around the bedrock. Depending where you are in the world, you may reach even further and feel magma 
feel coal. You may feel quartz. You may feel salt. You may feel gold, silver, diamonds. You notice again the air and this time you notice what you smell. However loud, however quiet, however strong, pleasant or unpleasant, you breathe deep. Smell the smells and how you can also taste them on your tongue. You hear the sound of the road. You see the crow. Lifting off, flying into the trees as you move closer. I can't even believe how loud it is. <laughs> this is a meditation for becoming more alive. You allow your emotions to move through you. You allow yourself to be fascinated by the moment that you are inhabiting. No matter how extraordinary and especially ordinary, this is so powerful to do this meditation in ordinary moments because there are no ordinary moments. This land where we live is endlessly strange, endlessly wondrous, endlessly thrilling. Infinitely beautiful. You call your attention back to your eyes over and over back to your eyes back to your feet back to your eyes back to your feet back to what you are seeing you look at it you really really look at it 
Find whatever it is in your environment that's alive, even if it's a potted plant in your dentist office, in a hospital, deep in the bowels of a hospital where you've been for an extended period of time. This is a place of great suffering. Yes, because people are sick, hurting, and afraid but also because we have separated people who are sick, hurting, and afraid from nature. Ultimately cut off, sterilized beyond recognition. Somewhere in that hospital, maybe, hopefully, there's a plant. If there's not, imagine it. If there is, look at it. Really look at it. Stare at it with soft eyes, with wide eyes, with hard eyes, with closed eyes, until you can feel it, until you can sense its life, sense its moving. No matter where we are in this experience, we are never, ever, 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 ever alone because we are connected to everyone and everything inextricably at all times. Wherever we go from here, when we pass from this realm through the veil into another one that we don't know, that's the other veil that we don't know, what lies on the other side. Wherever it is, that we are going. Is in life. It's alive. All of existence teems with life. Open your eyes, feel your feet. Open your eyes, feel your feet. Open your eyes, feel your feet.
Terence McKenna said, the felt presence of immediate experience is the only thing we will ever truly own. Feel this moment. Pull your brain back from the future. Pull your brain out of the past. Be here now. It's all you have. The lucid dreaming part of this practice is while you are walking around or sitting, opening your eyes wide, noticing the world and yourself in it, you're repeating to yourself internally and or out loud This is a dream. This must be a dream. I'm holding this feather in my hand. I'm putting the hand with the feather in it on the trunk of this tree. Feels like an old, 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 old woman. The wrinkled skin of her hands under my hand. We're holding hands with a crow feather in between us. And I'm opening my eyes wider and I'm really looking at this bark and it's so strange and it's so beautiful. And this, this must be a dream. Is this a dream? Am I, am I dreaming? And what this is doing is it's training your mind to wake up in your nighttime dream. Because this whole meditation is about waking up into your waking dream, which is happening at all times. And I'm going to tell you right now, in the moments where it works, and I wake up and I'm suddenly, whoa, whoa. It's really full on. It's fucking full on, this experience. We're shutting out so much, all of the time, all of the time. Substances open us back up to what we are shutting out to our non-consensus reality. And we can also do that on purpose with practices like this. 
and we can do it more slowly and with more grace. It can be much more compassionate to the mind. It's, it's nicer. It's a nicer thing to do to your mind sometimes than take a substance. And I, no judgment. <laughs> I am the last person to judge. I can only speak on it because I've spent so much time in substance-induced altered states. I love those states. And I'm just at a different part of my journey with it where what I'm really into now is exploring those states with, with my own mind. On my own terms. Engaging and disengaging as I feel safe. And I don't know, I feel like I've gone to a place of depth now that with it, that I feel nervous to use a substance again. Because I've gone so much further than I went with substances into the depths of my mind. And so now I'm, I'm more open. Walking up to another tree. This one's a pine tree. I don't even know what the last tree was. I wasn't looking at the leaves, but this is a pine tree. Totally different bark. And I'm opening my eyes and I'm looking at all of these textures and colors. And the closer I look, the more colors there are. And the more textures there are. And the more life there is these different lichens, mosses, insects. There's a spider about to crawl on my thumb. Am I dreaming? Is this a dream? Oh, that spider is so beautiful. Feel my feet. I feel the roots under my shoes. I wonder how deep they go. It's all blue jay. So blue. Oh, and there's the blue jay's partner. Oh, another blue jay. It's a blue jay clan. so bright. Nature did that. This must be a dream. It's so vivid. Waking up in the dream that is this life. 
changes everything. Changes everything. No matter what you're experiencing, it's beautiful. You don't have to rush away from the past or towards the future because right now is marvelous. Right now is exquisite. Right now is alive in a way that no television program or movie or book or someone else's story could ever be. Feeling your body here and now. So simple. Not at all easy. So rewarding. Finding satisfaction in my right now life is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because I don't live in the past, but I very much project my life into the future. My desires, everything will be awesome when. not where I am. May you find satisfaction in your now. Blessings and love until next time.